Rueda. Welcome to the Worst Movie Ever Made, an experimental movie podcast designed with one thing in mind, to find the worst movie ever made. I'm your host, Chris Ackman. I'm joined by my co-host and fellow mad scientist, Rob Scucci. No, Bob Hasek. Hey, Rob, how are you and why are we doing this? I'm great. Um, speaking uh, to your point, um, Bob did write into us before the show. Um, yeah, we got to find out what's going on with him. He couldn't make it. So here's a uh, subject line. Letter from Bob explaining his absence, which is weird because Ooh. he's referring to himself in the third person. So I don't get that. All right, anywho. Oh. Hey guys, it's Bob. Sorry I couldn't make it to the show. It's just gall. Golly gee willikers. I just love Quentin so much. Parentheses were on a first name basis. And I didn't want to embarrass oh. myself gushing and guffawing at not only the cinematic masterpiece that is Pulp Fiction, but his entire catalog as a whole. My personal hmm. favorite Tarantino movie is Kill Bill. No, wait, it's the Crazy Eight. No, wait. If I really had to pinpoint exactly where my consciousness ends and Quentin's begins, it's got to be that movie with Leo, with whom I also am on a first-name basis with, in oh, which okay, he Bob. so furiously says that word that I love saying so much to you guys off-air whenever I get uh, the chance. You know uh, that word. You know the one. Saddle. Um... Anyhow, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy recording the episode. If you need me, I'll be stuck in traffic somewhere. Hopefully I don't get cut off by one of those fucking saddles. <laughs> weird holy shit right. well that, that's from bob okay well i'm about that that saddle thing but no i don't know i'm almost glad he's not here i uh i don't want to know what he means um but this week uh as he mentioned in his email to us uh the viewing audience the listening audience over there mm -hmm. on our podcast and youtube um we are doing 94's pulp fiction a quentin tarantino classic he's my favorite yep. director I, i'm pretty sure uh, yeah. And in Pulp Fiction, you have John Travolta, Bruce Willis, Samuel L. Jackson, Uma Thurman, Harvey Keitel. It's just a, a murderer's row of amazing Walken, Ving Rhames. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. good, good yeah. yeah. It's uh, and and what they are doing is telling a classic American crime uh, story. Uh, and usually we explain the entire movie. If you haven't seen it, then uh, what are you doing with your life? Go watch it and then listen to this again. Finish it now, yeah. and then listen to it again after you see Pulp Fiction. Um, yeah. It's Bruce Willis, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, John Travolta, Uma Thurman doing the lead, and then everyone that uh, Rob mentioned as supporting characters. Uh, we'll get into what happens in the story. Um, let's just say there's a mob boss and a bunch of people doing uh, crazy crime bullshit and, and told yeah. only the way that Quentin Tarantino can do it. Why don't we uh, first take a taste on uh, YouTube? Sure. <laughs> So, it's not as entertaining when people actually like, like the movie, and it's also good. True. So, I'm just going to breeze through five comments. They're all pretty much just, you know, saying, expressing their 
love of the movie. So sure. I love this movie. Great acting, dialogue, <laughs> directing, editing, lighting, etc. And the way the timeline is out of order is just brilliant. So many quotable lines for all of us to use in everyday life. Live, uh, Big Mac. Um, next comment. <laughs> One of the few things that Vincent says that I agree with is the foot massage thing. I just love this movie so much. Every time I rewatch it, I find a new detail I've been missing all this time. Next comment. This is a masterpiece. Tarantino was a genius. All the best actors. Next comment. It's a great movie to just sit back and watch and be entertained. Don't worry about plot or chronologic events. I watch it often. I kind of disagree with that because just because it's nonlinear doesn't mean like it doesn't bear any um you know significance or whatever. And then the last agree. one. I really, really, really love Butch's character. He's the closest thing to a quote good guy unquote that this movie has to offer. And that, that's pretty even keel. Like, I, I can agree with most of that. Um, uh, we don't solid. normally. We don't yeah. normally agree with the uh, YouTube commenters. Uh, so that'll that'll be interesting then for our uh, first test, the best of its kind, what your guess is going to be uh, once we review all of the other movies that this one is most like. Let's take yeah. it away, test number one. Yeah. Oh, that's me, Bannon. Dum-dum. <laughs> test number one. The best of its kind. All right. The Matrix, Keanu Reeves, uh, another one of my favorites. It's maybe it's not the yeah. most A plus movie out there. I understand it has its flaws, but I do love that you cannot disprove the crazy concept of the movie. You know that. You know, yeah. You know it's funny it too. Me. The the movie came before like the philosophical argument, like the 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 main argument that proposes the simulation yeah. theory came okay. out in two thousand twenty uh, two thousand three. So that three years after the wow. Games. Yeah. So somebody saw it and was like, I, I have the means to write a paper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, an 83 there, seven with Pitt and Freeman. Uh, another good yeah. movie, another one with some flaws. It's also got Kevin Spacey, who's since been canceled. Yeah. So I thought maybe I wouldn't even mention him, but uh, he was acquitted yeah. uh, recently. I don't know if you saw that. That doesn't mean he yeah. didn't do anything wrong. He just isn't going to prison or anything. Yeah. Uh, 83 there. Shutter yeah. Island with the aforementioned uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Not as yeah, good. Okay. Yeah, a 69. Okay. Scarface with Al Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer. Only a 79. I understand that that is another flawed classic, but it is one of my favorite movies. I can don't I, ask me why. Can I tell you something real quick? Yeah. Never seen Scarface. Ouch. I don't know, man. It's just so much fun. This, but maybe it's... MTV Cribs. Everybody had the Scarface yeah. poster, and I was like, I'm just not yeah. going to watch it on principle. And I probably should. Probably <laughs> you should. Should. You, never... you yeah. should know why uh, there's a, a craze about it. But it's, uh, right. yeah, 79 there. Fight Club with Ed Norton and Helena Bonham Carter. I already mentioned the other star in that one, so I'll give uh, her some shine because I think she's, like, weird hot. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. uh, a 79. Okay. So an average of an astounding 78.6. Okay. Uh, based on your uh, mental health check on YouTube, what do you think Pulp Fiction came in with this week? I should know this, but I, I always try to avoid like that, the Rotten Tomato logo when I search stuff. Yeah. I mm -hmm. want to say like a 95 or something. Very good. A 92. Okay. Just about. I think a 95 would have been deserving. 100. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, a plus 13.4 and best of its kind. One of my favorite movies uh, makes perfect sense. I'm not going to jot that down because there's no sense in doing that. We don't compare good movies. Uh, yeah. So let's throw it to test number two. One limerick short this week because somebody okay. decided not to show up. This is 
Ain't that a pitch? Yeah. Test number two. Oh, hi, Mark. This is the beginning of a scene. We talk about the movie. Make the movie about the movie. In this case, the room. Ain't that a bitch? You want to go? You want me to go? I'll go. Okay, go for it. Uma, Samuel, John, and Bruce. All in their primes and letting loose. Great directing, too. Travolta, this one's for you. Too bad Vince got killed while dropping a deuce. (laughs) <laughs> okay, you're going to win because mine's really stupid. All right. There once was a movie by Quentin about a briefcase, cocaine, and some heroin. Jules has a near-death experience. Vincent can't believe that he's hearing him. Ving Rhames gets sodomized in the ass. <laughs> I don't know. That was pretty good, Rob. Uh, who are you voting for since there's no tiebreak? Um, I don't know. I feel bad without Bob here because he's he's making the ultimate sacrifice. He's seeing Greg Sestero right now, Mark from the room. Yes, do like a Q&A is. right now. So, he is. Um, he is hopefully farming some content, but I, I think I'm going to vote for you, Chris, just because not only was it concise, it had quite a bit of um, bravado to it. It had bravado. That kind I... of thought process, that kind of bravado, 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 bravado actually helped the movie get made. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I agree. You know, normally I would do the team win thing here, but uh, normally yeah. I wouldn't. So I'm going to pick me too. And uh, uh, we both said five stars, I'm pretty sure. So test number three, what works well? What works well, let's see, Pulp Fiction, uh, Good Bumpers, what works well? There we go. Test number three, what works well? I'm interested to watch. Yeah, me too. I'm interested to uh, see what you think about what I said here. But um, number one. Everything but Fabian, <laughs> which <Yeah. laughs> which was Butch's uh, girlfriend, fiance, whatever. Um, yeah. It's not that I didn't think that she like aged well. I mean, she's you know her character works just fine, but a little bit too much uh, importance laid on her uh, feet. Quentin Tarantino, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's into that. We've heard. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. Um, but everything is the important statement there. This movie is yeah. just nearly perfect. Um, yeah. Super satisfying soundtrack at number two. Yeah, Dick Dale and the Deltones. I like that. Yeah. I just love the songs that he chooses because they give you like a back alley um, billiard bar kind of feel. Yeah. You know, and, and I like that. Uh, number three, John and Jackson are just jamming together. Yeah, the, the chemistry between Samuel Jackson and John Travolta here, I think, is some of the best on screen you've ever seen. I've ever seen. Yeah. It's awesome. It's it's well rehearsed. Like it's like um, not method acting, but like I feel like they hung out a, ro- a lot before filming this, so they could just have that yeah. natural rapport, that natural back and forth. That, like it's hard to force. You can't really. It's really hard to force that kind of um dialogue. I feel I feel like it's a perfect like mix of. They respect each other, but they both have what's the word I'm looking for? Idiosyncrasies. Um, like they're both uh, playing it straight, but they're like they're I both feel like also like a like a confidence, like a you know. There's like oh, a, like a um, I think it was just I had the bravado, 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 <laughs> bravado. <laughs> yeah, bravado. Um, number four, the collective cast, not yeah. just those two. 
who didn't you like? I'll tell you in the catch-all, a little foreshadowing. There were two okay. people that I thought didn't act very well in this movie. But otherwise, yeah. everybody else is just killing it. Yeah. Uh, number five, discouraging and discomforting drug scenes. And why does that work well? Because you shouldn't want to do heroin, right? Yeah. I feel like Absolutely Quentin Tarantino uh, was part of the reason why I never tried anything too, too heavy, you know? Yeah, he's... um seemed see, here's the thing everybody has their opinion they have hard opinions about tarantino um not bob though because he loves him but mm -hmm. um yeah fair he's he was pretty coke addled i would say at some point in his career but it's hard to tell because he's just also overtly enthusiastic about everything so he might just be like naturally like that as well it could, i know it could he be yeah i know he did do a lot of blow but like he's also like even today, he's still like the same, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, nerd, you know, he's like nerd. leaning into the crowd when he's speaking. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, number six, car crash carnage. I feel like a yeah. lot of the time, um, you know, accidents that happen in movies don't look uh, or feel very real. Like if John uh, Jean Claude Van Damme were to get in a car accident, he just would like get out and run away. But he would just like wipe the blood from the corner of his mouth and like spit and be fine in the next scene. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, uh, Ving Rames and Bruce Willis do a good job depicting what a car accident would actually look like, I think, because they're both pretty brutalized afterwards. And yeah, I feel like the, that's the pathetic real. chase afterwards where they're both just like <laughs> yeah. dragging themselves on the sidewalk. It's awesome. It's really yeah. cool. Um, it shouldn't be, but yeah. it is cool. Um, I've got a few more. Wall okay. seven. Vince does not declare the divine and almost directly dies. So yeah. this is one of the underpinnings of the movie that you may not catch, but Jules believes that he is uh, sacri not sacrificed, saved uh, by God. Yeah. Um, when the Seinfeld looking dude with the hand cannon in the bathroom comes out shooting at them after yeah. they, he, Jules, Samuel L. Jackson, John Travolta, Vince kill all of his friends. This guy jumps out of a bathroom and shoots at them. Yeah. Should have hit them. Doesn't hit them. It was like uh, straight so, up like the, the Bugs Bunny, like the bullets around them, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Jules is sure that that was uh, work of the divine. And John uh, Travolta's Vince does not believe so. Which one of them survives? Mm -hmm. You find out yeah. uh, Vince ends up dying not long after. Uh, yeah. Whether that Tarantino wouldn't tell you whether or not that was, um, uh, you know, caused by the belief, the faith. Whatever he wouldn't mm -hmm. tell you, but I, I like that uh, ambiguity. You you should yeah. know. Um, number eight, realism. Yeah. Uh, and I know I don't need a whole lot more than that uh, for the title. I'm just going to say it. I often wonder when I'm watching a movie whether the story being told is one worth telling. Right? I mean, yeah. Like, it, it, what's funny about Napoleon Dynamite is it's really not. Yeah. But most movies um, are, are convincing you that it is. Napoleon Dynamite, it's like, yeah. this isn't worth telling, and that's part of the humor. Yeah. Um, but most movies are like, we're going to take a look at these incredible events as they happen, and they don't... Um, sus you, you have to suspend your disbelief a lot, and they don't yeah. seem realistic. This is the kind of story that you would want to focus on that yeah. seems realistic, and it's a great blend of both. Yeah, it's... um. It's it's been herald Pulp Fiction's been heralded as like a like a postmodern masterpiece, but also it's like it's got the surrealism, like it's got the surrealism of like a Simpsons episode. Yeah, it does. Like, in, like where it's just like this is rooted in reality, but like it's you're slightly like, if you were watching it 
it's like um you know when you play a first person shooter you just see the gun in front of you sure i feel like you're like you're like slightly behind the person holding mm-hmm. the gun instead like you're, you're you're in it but you're slightly removed yeah i like that way of looking at it i feel like it's um it's amplified in dialogue and it, but the way that legends are made in the history of of humankind is to amplify the actual events yeah and it seems like the longer time passes the more amplification that it that happens the more we yeah. build up the story and the, you know, the 5,000 men who defended the uh, point become a hundred men that defended the point. Yeah. It feels like it's, it's somewhere along the spectrum, but pretty close to the actual events that didn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just really fun. And number nine, the last one that I have before I ask you, if you want to mention anything that works really well in this movie is a clip. And I'm just going to say Samuel Jackson for me is the star in this movie. My personal star. So this yeah. is called Jewels. Mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger. Vincent, have you ever had a big kahuna burger? Want a bite? They're real tasty. Ain't hungry. Well, if you like burgers, give them a try sometime. Me? I can't usually get them because my girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty much makes me a vegetarian. But I do love the taste of a good burger. Mmm. You know what they call a quarter pound of a cheese in France? No. Tell them, Vincent. Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. <laughs> you know why they call it that? Uh, because of the metric system? Check out the big brain on bread. <laughs> You're a smart motherfucker. That's right. The metric system. Thinness. Sprite. Sprite, good. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash this down? Go right ahead. That hit the spot. It's the stare. Yeah. He's drinking the Sprite. He's like... (laughs) (laughs) So what he's doing is he's like muscling these kids that were supposed to do a job right for Marcellus Wallace and they don't. They fuck it up somehow. You don't really know how. Um yeah. but but Jules and Vince are the two muscle guys. And yeah. maybe they're not super muscly, but they've got guns and they know how to use them. Yeah. Uh is the idea. And Jules is intimidating these men in the most fun way possible. And it's great writing by Tarantino, I will just say. Mm-hmm. I know Bob would have interjected there and said the same thing but the dialogue is quentin tarantino's and his is like you know how kevin smith writes uh realistic dialogue but it's it's yeah. obviously pumped up and you can tell whenever uh kevin smith is writing i feel like tarantino is just a bit better than that you can kind of yeah. tell it's a quentin tarantino movie but each character has their own flavor they don't necessarily sound like uh quentin tarantino yeah and then um just to piggyback off the clip because it kind of goes into what I was saying earlier about how it seems like they hung out a lot before doing this movie or they're either just like friends or whatever. Sure. But just the passing, not even like the significant dialogue, the passing dialogue when they're opening the trunk, going up to the building, they're like, Oh, yeah. we should have brought, we should have brought a shotgun for this one. Like indicating they've, <laughs> yes. done, this, they, they've yep. done this several times before. And like, it's just like by the numbers for them. I, I do love that. It It does seem like they've been on a bunch of journeys together. You know, yeah. and it that's just a nod at the good writing. 
Um, sorry if I seem distracted there. My son was crying, but it looks like he's calmed down. Um, do you want to mention anything for what works well for you in this movie? Uh, honestly, the nonlinear aspect, I know that's like probably been talked about ad nauseum on other podcasts and shit, but it's just, this is really, it's really easy to fuck up really hard to do. Well, it's very rarely done well. And, um, I honestly, it's like one of the things you can watch it and like, if you're just laying back and watching it, you could understand the sequence of events because, like, you know, clearly Travolta gets gunned down after taking shit yes. in Butch's apartment. So it's like, you know, you clearly know that, like, he took uh, Uma Thurman on a date before that. Like, but it's like yeah. a piece it together. But, like, I had to Google the actual timeline and be like, okay, this is the exact scene by it's seven short films. So sure. it's, uh, and I, th- I would I think actually see... like to watch it in order. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it, that'd be fun. But I think you see Vince and Jules in like street clothes um, before you see Vince get gunned down in the same suit that he wears when he's on the job. Yeah. You know, um, so you it, it's an odd, uh, like jumbled effect. But if you are paying attention, they they spell out for you how that all happens, you know. Yeah. So it, it's just cool to uh, see them mixing paints like that, you know, yeah. them being him, I guess. Uh, let's throw it to the best dialogue, which is test number four. Yeah. Test number four, the best dialogue. Yeah. Starting with number. Are we doing, is it five on this one? Is it five on this one? I do have five, yeah. I go five. This is Winston. We need to camouflage the interior of the car. We're going to line the front seat and the back seat and the floorboards with quilts and blankets. So if a cop stops us and starts sticking his big snout in the car, the subterfuge won't last. But at a glance, the car will appear to be normal. Jimmy, lead the way. Boys, get to work. Please would be nice. Come again? I said a please would be nice. Get it straight, Buster. I'm not here to say please. I'm here to tell you what to do. And if self-preservation is an instinct you possess, you better fucking do it and do it quick. I'm here to help. If my help's not appreciated, lots of luck, gentlemen. No, 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 Mr. Wolf. It ain't like that. Your help is definitely appreciated. Mr. Wolf, listen. I don't mean disrespect, okay? I respect you. I just don't like people barking orders at me. That's all. If I'm curt with you, it's because time is a factor. I think fast, I talk fast, and I need you guys to act fast if you want to get out of this. So pretty please, with sugar on top, clean the fucking car. This came out two years before Michael. God, can you imagine? <laughs> uh, that is wild and uh, disappointing. And yeah, man, Travolta was so good here. Yeah, uh, Harvey Cattell was also amazing delivering that dialogue without missing a beat. It's tough because he thinks fast, he talks fast. You know, that's yeah. got to be a hard thing to do as an actor. But delivering that dialogue is well worth it, worth all the effort, I'm sure. Uh, number. For Yarg! This is Zed. Let me tell you what, Nat. I'm gonna call a couple of hard pipe hitting niggas to go to work on the homes here with a pair of pliers and a blowtorch. You hear me talking, hillbilly boy? I ain't through with you by damn sight. I'm gonna get medieval on your ass. 
I got what now between me and you? Oh, that what now? I tell you what now between me and you. There is no me in you. Not no more. Are we cool? Yeah, we cool. Two things. Don't tell nobody about this. This shit is between me, you, and Mr. Soon to be living the rest of his short ass life in agonizing pain, rapist here. It ain't nobody else's business. Two, you leave town tonight, right now. And when you're gone, you stay gone. Or you be gone. You lost all your LA privileges, deal? Yeah. Get your ass out of here. Yeah. He just is so cool in this movie, and he was just raped, you know? Like, so fucking badass. And, like, you know what? It's. In a lot of the bad movies we do, we talk about the soliloquy and how it's like ham fisted, especially in the third act. Yes. yes. Um, third act. And yes. th- in this case, it's just like it's the silence between what he's saying that carries it because yeah. he's he is not parsing his words at no, all. No, he's not. I mean, yeah. he's telling uh, the guy that just raped him and Butch that he's going to kill that guy very calmly, yeah. standing there with a gun, having just been raped. He tells Bush that he lost his LA privileges, which I thought was just a cool, like, short line. Yeah. And he's going to couple call a couple of his hard pipe hitting friends. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know if that means crack pipe or like they're going to use pipes to hit this guy. I assume the drug kind. Yeah. But, uh, and then the there is no me and you, you stay gone and or you be gone line. You know, all of it is just, yeah. it's just cool. And that's what I mean. Like, that doesn't sound necessarily like tarantino it yeah. sounds like marcellus walls it sounds like the lexicon of the characters and the world they're living in it doesn't sound yeah. like it doesn't sound like something like a seth rogan or a kevin smith who like also pride themselves in their dialogue in their own weird ways um it sounds like it's coming from the, the world that spawned the story not it's not the author's um insight pushed into the characters couldn't agree more uh let's throw it now to number Three! Marvin. I mean, that's it for me. From here on in, you consider my ass retired. Jesus Christ. Don't blaspheme. God damn it. I said don't do that. Hey, you know, why are you fucking freaking out on us? Look, I'm telling Marcellus today. I'm through. Well, why don't you tell him at the same time why? Don't worry, I will. Yeah, and I'll bet you $10,000 he lasts his ass off. I don't give a damn if he does. <laughs> Marvin, what do you make of all this? Man, I don't even have an opinion. Well, you gotta have an opinion. I mean, do you think that God came down from heaven and stopped? Oh, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> oh, oh man. man! Oh man, I shot Marvin in the face. Why the fuck did you do that? Well, I didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. <laughs> oh man, I see some crazy ass shit in my time, but just chill out, man. I told you it was an accident. You probably 
he went over a bump or hey, something. Hey, the guy ain't hit no motherfucking bump. Hey, look, man, I didn't, I didn't mean to shoot the son of a bitch. The gun went <laughs> off. I don't know why. Well, look at this fucking mess, man. We're on a city street in broad daylight here. Believe it, man. Well, believe it now, motherfucker. We gotta get this car off the road. You know, cops tend to notice shit like you're driving a car against this fucking a, blood. Just take it to a friendly place. That's all. This is the valley, Vincent. My sauce ain't got no friendly place in the valley. Well, you sit my fucking town, man. Shit. They're going to take him to that saddle storage place that we hear about later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, I, I just love how casual the shot to the face is. I mean, they freak out some, but it, it comes out of absolutely nowhere. You're not expecting that. Yeah. So, uh, core memory. Um, yeah. This is one of those things like my parents, like we had basic cable. My parents had a couple movie channels and we were like sitting in the family room. And we, we were watching this when it came out. So I was like, you know, five or six years old. It was 95. Yeah. So I, I was like, yeah, I was like seven years old. Um, yeah. And we were watching it. We were watching this scene. Like the rest of the stuff, it's pretty tame, believe it or not. Up, except for like the rape scene. And like, it's not gratuitously violent. It's where a lot, but like R-rated movie, whatever. Yeah. And I was watching this with my parents. And this scene specifically, we're watching it. And, you know, um, Travolta turns around. He does that. And that the blood just flies up. My parents were like, go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like good night go upstairs and I was like, okay. Jesus. and i just like i just like i was like okay whatever i guess we'll find out what happens later but it, it, it is just... shocking it is definitely shocking you're not you yeah. have no idea that's coming uh let's move on to number two this is butch this watch it's on your daddy's wrist when he was shot down on hanoi it's captured but no Vietnamese prison camp. He knew that if the gooks ever saw the watch, it'd be confiscated, taken away. The way your dad looked at it, this watch was your birthright. You'd be damned if any slope's gonna put the greasy yellow hands on his boy's birthright. So he hid it. In one place he knew he could hide something, his ass. Marie Callan. Five long years he wore this watch <laughs> up his ass. Then he died of dysentery. He'd give me the watch. I hid this uncomfortable hunk of metal up my ass two years. Then, after seven years, I was sent home to my family. And, well, oh man, I gave the watch to you. Yeah. That there is uh, Butch waking up to the ringing bell of his boxing match. But before yeah. that was uh, Christopher Walken's cameo, where he yeah. he gets like a good like six or seven minutes there of just mm-hmm. straight dialogue for uh, Walken, which you can't go wrong unless it's Jiggly, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but good. yeah, yeah, where he reveals, and it's it's like a real situation, you know, where he he reveals that uh, his Butch's father kept the watch up his ass five years, <laughs> and that. Um, major whatever Christopher Walken's character was so taken with the story that he hides the watch up his own ass for two more years and passes yeah. the watch on to Butch, which makes yeah. it like, it's one of those situations where you understand why it's so important that Butch keep the watch and that he freaks yeah. out about the watch. But it's also made pretty humorous by the fact that it's seven years it spent up a couple of dudes asses to get there. And and the fact that he just walks up to a seven year old unprompted and tells him that story. <laughs> Your like, dad's dead. Uh, and like, just he held on to this. Yeah, he held this, he held on to this 
through yeah. extreme circumstances, and now there's no. He hadn't like mentioned that it's been up two asses. It has been passed out That's, of two asses. Right, and and the uh, um dysentery. He's like he had this uh, uncomfortable hunk of metal up uh, his ass for five years, and then uh, he died of dysentery. And gave the watch to me. <laughs> it's like he's yeah. such a quick dismissal <laughs> of the way that, that he died too. Yeah. It's just awesome, but it's not as awesome uh, as our number one, Daddy. Clip after the drum roll. I think it was just I had the bravado, oh, bravado, sorry. bravado, bravado, bravado. Uh, <laughs> wrong button. Uh, that was a drum roll of time. You know what? Fuck it. Marcellus. I just want you to know how sorry we are that, that things got so fucked up with us and, and Mr. Wallace. It, 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 we, we got into this thing with the best intentions, really. I never... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? I didn't mean to do that. Please, continue. You were saying something about best intentions? What's the matter? Oh, you were finished? Oh, well, allow me to retort. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? What? What country are you from? What? what? What ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English in what? What? English, motherfucker! Do you speak it? Yes. Then you know what I'm saying. Yes. Describe what Marcellus Wallace looks like. What? Say what again. Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. He's black. Go on. He's bald. Does he look like a bitch? What? Does he look like a bitch? No! Then why are you trying to fuck him like a bitch, Brent? <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. That if you're not hooked to the screen, there you you don't have a brain. I mean, it's it's yeah. the best dialogue that I can imagine. It's yeah. amazing. It's so funny, so quotable. This whole movie is quotable. Yeah. It's really hard to pick. Uh, but as you know, I ramp up, so I, I probably could have had better dialogue clips, but uh, ones that rival three and two, ones that maybe rival number number one. But yeah. I I don't know. It, it's it's the best for me. I just I love it so much. And uh, who better to deliver it than Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah. Just, oh man, they speak English and what? <laughs> Let's send it to your ad read of sorts. Sure. Where is that? There we go. Soundboard's different on these episodes, so it takes me a second. Oh, I yeah. apologize, everybody. Hi, kids. It's me, Ronald McDonald, and I'm on the set of my very first motion picture ever. It's a movie called Mac and Me, and it stars my little friend from outer space here. His name is Mac. And I want to introduce you to him. Mac? Rob's Ad Read. So I'm not going to be on my usual bullshit tonight um, with the hot dogs and the um, mayonnaise and scabs <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, right. I am putting out a call to action. Um, we we want to do a mailbag episode. Um, our, you know, we get a lot of engagement on our social media. We don't get really any emails. Uh, we want to change that because right now we're picking our own movies and like we we get trapped in our little our little um pockets of like action movies or like bad comedies or what have you um so we pick these movies and they get voted for in a poll but we do want to do email submissions um any movie that gets emailed to us by our listeners we will throw on the short list for movies to review for the show 
Uh, you can do that at www.theworstmovieevermade.com. And you, uh, it's a link tree page. It's got all of our social media, our streaming, our YouTube. And there's also a little envelope you can click on, and that'll take you right to the Gmail. And just you can pop off an email. You can make fun of us. You can disagree with us. You could agree with us. You could, um, you know, offer insight, um, some behind the scenes stuff we may have missed in the show that you would uh, like the audience to hear. Or you could just um, request a movie, and uh, we'll consider it and we'll throw it on the show. Um, we've been doing this for what, 109, 110 episodes now, I think. Something so, like yeah, that. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So we, we've been going for a while. So, you know, the the bad movie hat. We could reach pretty deep into it, but you we know, there, there there may be things we're not considering, or things that are of a genre that we don't typically lean into. So we'd like to hear from you guys at www.theworstmovieevermade.com. Uh, and this plug for the mailbag episode is brought to you by Hot Dogs at 3 a.m. Um, embrace the glizzy. Um, <laughs> embrace the glizzy. Uh, sink into the meat sweats. And that's all I got. Stiffen the steel, if you will. Stiffen the steel. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, I would love that. And, you know, if you do send us an email, fucking make fun of us. You know, we've gotten a couple of fan yeah. emails, ones in which they don't make fun of us. And I'm not cool with that. That's the yeah, idea. And- you got to. How do we improve people? Tell us in the most harsh way possible, if you don't mind. Yeah, or you can find clips from the show like... I like dongs. And then you send could. them over to us, and I'll throw them on the soundboard, and I'll use them to sandbag Bob and Chris <laughs> and myself. Of course, dongs, I, I was referring to glizzies. I, that, that yes. of course, was a 3 a.m. glizzy, <laughs> embrace the glizzy uh, comment. Exactly. Not, not had nothing to do with any other phallic um, objects that you put in your mouth. Yes. Often. Uh, test number five, the best production. Test number five, the best production. Uh, did you hey, want to take, take it away, Bob? Did, did you want to read the email or do you want me to read it? Like the, the real email from Bob? Because I, um, I got it in front of me. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. So Bob sent us an email and the subject line was, um, it was uh, pump friction. And then he get, mm. he sent us a little paragraph here, um, insight into his life. So I'm just going to read it out of respect for Bob, who's yeah, sure. uh, doing something really awesome for the show right now, potentially. And uh, I can't wait to hear his report on the Greg Cesaro, um Q&A adventure. Um, so the subject is slash was the porn parody of this movie, parentheses, and what I'd usually read for fact or no fact, title card, and parentheses. I worked at a video store from 96 to 98, and our porn section was the busiest section of the store. Pump Friction didn't get much rental time, but it went down in history as one of my favorite parody names. Um, and he said, read this for best production with the tagline, Ackman's Opus Orgasm. So that's what <laughs> you're going to call the best production for this one. Okay, got uh, it. Pulp Fiction is widely regarded as Tarantino's magnum opus with particular praise for its screenwriting. The self-reflexivity, unconventional structure, and extensive homage and pastiche have led critics to describe it as a touchstone of postmodern film. It is often considered a cultural watershed, influencing films and other media that adopted elements of its style. Pulp Fiction was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as culturally, his- culturally historically, and aesthetically significant. That was a marble mouth. I saw it. I'm sorry about that, Bob. Uh, culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Um, so that's the best production for, in the words of Bob Hasek, our beloved ho- co-host. co-host. Our beloved co-host, um, who it just could not get enough Tarantino. You can't, you can't, you know, staple his eyes open and force him to watch enough if Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino was like that soft cheese that you'd see at your grandma's house on Christmas, and Bob was a yeah. cracker. It would just mm-hmm. be spread from head to toe on Bob. 
I yes, and Tarantino would just be rolling raw fish in it and and eating it off of his chest, and and I'm sure they would both yes. very or his feet maybe. Yes. They would both very much enjoy that. <clears throat> All right. Uh, well, thank you um, to our uh, absent but not forgotten friend and co-host Bob Hasek. Let's throw it now to test number six: the best acting. Test number six. The best acting. I'm going to continue with a theme. Let's go with the names. This one is number one. Eric Stoltz is Lance. Okay, well then you bite the fucking bullet and you take her to a hospital and call a lawyer. Negative. This is, this is not my fucking problem, man. You fucked her up. You fucking deal with this. Uh, are you talking to me on a cellular phone? I don't know you. Who is this? Don't come here. I'm hanging up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. <laughs> what the hell is that? Have you lost your fucking mind? You were talking about drug shit on the cellular phone. The clock is calling my fucking house. Gotta give it to John Travolta there. Usually when you do the hezzy like stumble move yeah. on your lines, it doesn't sound very realistic, but he does a great job with it. He does sound panicked. But uh, Eric Stoltz is the star of that clip for me. Uh, he is the drug dealer Lance who realizes that Vince is talking to him on a cell phone uh, and that that means that authorities could be listening in. And he yep. makes mention of drug paraphernalia, which Stoltz uh, Lance screams at him on his front lawn. Uh, yeah. And then uh, more about the fucked up bitch entering his home who's about to die. Mm -hmm. Uh, funny situation, really not, but they uh, are both fabulous in that yeah. uh, particular scene. You could see um, very big Lebowski ask. I know this predates Lebowski, but I feel like the Coen brothers like saw us and were like, we got to do our own unique version of this. Not saying they copied it, but they were no. clearly inspired by it. it. It is very clearly inspired of it. Um, good point there. I had not ever made that connection, but when you said it, I felt that that was ringing true to me. Mm. Uh, number two. Okay, so I was talking shit about this character before, but she doesn't really mm -hmm. say anything in this clip. This is Fabian. Fabian. This is my father's fucking watch. Do you have any idea what he had to go through to get me that watch? I don't have time to go into it, but he went through a lot. Now, all this other shit you could set on fire, but I specifically reminded you not to forget the fucking watch. Now think. Did you get it? So. You believe so? What the fuck does that mean? You either did or you didn't get it. Then I did. You sure? No. Fuck! 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 Motherfucker! Not your fault. 
she left it at the apartment. She left it at the apartment. It's not your fault. I had to bring a bunch of stuff. Did you about it, but I didn't illustrate how personal the watch was to me. I gave a fuck about was the watch. I should tell you that. Do, do I say the unspoken thing, or should I? Yeah. This is why you don't tell your personal, your, your familiar something to do something for you. <laughs> yeah, you just bring the watch with you. Wear it during your boxing match if you can get away with it. Yeah, put it, put it in your, it under your gloves. Yeah, but hide it in your ass. <laughs> yeah. Your dad did it for five years. You could do it for yeah. five days. Why not? Yeah. Um, but that, I think Bruce Willis uh, fucking nails it, man. He's got to, yeah. we've all had that unbridled rage uh, where mm -hmm. we are livid and can't help ourselves and we do things we regret. And immediately he does. He regrets it. He tries to calm himself down. He tells Fabian, uh, I don't know that he says he's sorry, but. He wants her to think that she's not in danger. He acknowledged um, his own fault and not stressing the importance of the watch. And he does that. Oh, but I also love that he he says, I don't have time to go into it, but he went through a lot. Uh, he doesn't have time to explain the baby on that, that his dad and another colonel in the army or whatever had to uh, watch up his ass, which is just a great nod by Tarantino. More good writing. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, he says, I... Um, told you i reminded you specifically about it but i didn't stress the importance of it yeah uh, which is just real life uh writing and really well acted in my yeah. opinion okay let's do one more clip for today and then we'll throw it into the catch-all and talk about um all things good uh concerning pulp fiction except for a couple of little things that i'm gonna knock it for believe it or not yeah. right. this one is number three this is ringo when you stop asking oh, permission shit. and start just taking Sorry. this in your own hands, things kind of fall into place. Bravado, 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 <laughs> that I can make this movie anyway. I had bravado. Uh, Ringo, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you read the Bible, Ringo? Not regularly, no. Well, there's this passage I got memorized. Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know I am the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon you. I've been saying that shit for years. And if you heard it, that meant your ass. I never gave much thought to what it meant. I just thought it was some cold-blooded shit to say to a motherfucker before I popped a cap in his ass. I saw some shit this morning made me think twice. See, now I'm thinking, maybe it means you're the evil man and I'm the righteous man. And Mr. Nine Millimeter here He's the shepherd protecting my righteous ass in the valley of darkness. Or it could mean you're the righteous man and I'm the shepherd. And it's the world that's evil and selfish. Now, I'd like that. But that shit ain't the truth. The truth is, 
you're the weak, and I am the tyranny of evil men. But I'm trying, Ringo. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, there were a couple of clips that ran long for us, but did it feel like it? Not no. really. I mean, it's just it's just incredible. Samuel fucking L fucking Jackson, right? I mean, yeah. whew, you, you can see why he's one of the most successful actors of all time. Yeah. Why he, every, he's in every movie, people say. People joke. Yeah. Uh, and there is him not yelling, <laughs> yeah, but delivering amazing lines uh, from an amazing director, uh, amazing writing, amazing acting, amazing movie. Yeah. Uh, it just what sums it up better than that clip right there. I have nothing else to say. Listen to it again if you're not convinced and just shut mm-hmm. your brain up and listen to it. It's yeah. amazing. Let's uh, throw it to the catch all. Are we doing fact or no fact or the catch all? Oh shit! I skipped right over that. Yeah. Uh, I would really like to. Okay, so like <laughs> like I said in my my ad read for our own mailbag episode that doesn't exist yet, um, Bob gave us the fact or no fact. We don't know the answer. We're not going yes. to know until Bob returns. So if you guys would like to in on the fact or no fact um, gamery here, then email us at www at the worst movie ever made. And without further ado, here's fact or no fact. Fact or no fact. Money now and a lot more when I get in that office. You can take that to the bank. I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. Okay, so um, following the pattern we've been following in, in recent episodes, there are five pieces of information. One of them is a lie. And we need to One find out what the lie is. So number one, though Forrest Gump won Best Picture the same year, Bob thinks Pulp Fiction was a better movie. Number two, though Pulp Fiction won Best Writing Oscar, Bob thinks Heavenly Creatures, co-written by Peter Jackson, was a more deserving movie of the award. Better not be true. Number three, though Forrest Gump won Best Director, Bob thinks Tarantino should have won this award for Pulp Fiction. Number four, though Tom Hanks won Best Actor the same year, Bob thinks Travolta was more deserving of the Oscar for Vincent Vega. And number five, though Forrest Gump won Best Picture the same year, Bob thinks Shawshank Redemption should have won the award. So, knowing what I know about Bob and his hatred for Forrest Gump, I'm going to say... Bob thinks Shawshank should have won the award is true. Though I'm not sure if they're the same year. There may be some Bob foolery. That could be. I also think that Forrest Gump, although it won Best Picture the same year, Bob thinks Pulp Fiction was better. I also believe that to be true because Bob doesn't like Forrest Gump and he loves, 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 loves Quentin Tarantino. He does. So that brings us down to three. So Tom Hanks won Best Actor the same year. Forrest Gump, Bob hates. Bob thinks Travolta was more deserving of the Oscar for Vincent. I also believe that to be true. That brings us down to two. Well, Pope Fiction won the Best Writing Oscar. Bob thinks Heavenly Creatures, co-written by Peter Jackson, was more deserving of the award. I'm going to come back to that one because I'm not sure. 
And then the Forrest Gump won Best Director. Bob thinks Tarantino should have won. I think Bob thinks Tarantino should have won because he doesn't like Forrest Gump. The problem is I'm not sure what year Heavenly Creatures came out. And I think that might be some Bob foolery, but I'm not looking it up because, you know, that's the nature of the game. Fair. I'm going to I'm going to say the lie is though Pope Fiction, though Pulp Fiction won Best Writing Oscar, Bob thinks Heavenly Creatures co-written by Peter Jackson was a more deserving movie. I think that's the lie. I do, too. So much so that I'm wondering if I should double down on that, because the point is that uh, I, I, I don't know that he's actually said it out loud on the podcast. Uh, but Tarantino is also his favorite director. Um, yes. So, you know, for the maybe for, for the first time in the history of the podcast, we'll double down and go. Okay. That was number two, correct? Number two out of five. Yes. We think number let's two take number lie. two together and we okay. will see. Uh, and <laughs> we'll, we'll take let, number we... two together. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like Vincent Vega just before he was murdered. Uh, yeah. yeah, we will uh, shit and we'll do it together. Uh, we're going to say that Heavenly Creatures is not a more deserving uh, movie in Bob's eye. So let's yes. do that. And then so if, if you, you guys... would like to, yeah, uh, yeah, if you would like to join in, please email us where up. www.theworstmovieevermade.com. You just go there and click the envelope, or you can just email us at worstmovieevermade at gmail.com with no the at the beginning. The email address does not have a the. For that the is true. Show. It doesn't, but the website does. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, there we have it. That's fact or no fact. Uh, we're doubling down. Double dukes. We're doubling down. Double two. Yeah. So, we're, there we go. We're taking a deuce together. Nice. I like it. Let's throw it to the catch-all. Catch-all. Let's do it. Time to have a little bit of fun with the catch-all. We're going to get our little nets. We're going to prance around like SpongeBob catching the jellyfish. And we're going to catch every darn little thing that we want to. Doesn't that sound like fun? Pulp, a soft, moist, shapeless mass of matter. Or a magazine or book containing lurid subject matter being characteristically painted on rough, unfinished paper. Mm-hmm. Normally, when you open a movie like that and you rip off Tarantino, I don't like it. But since Tarantino is doing the original thing here, I actually like the fluidity of the timeline maybe being associated with the pulp. Um, Mm -hmm. A moist, shapeless mass of matter is the timeline here. And uh, a magazine or book containing lurid subject matter is the movie itself. Uh, It it is um, a... I I understand what he means. I I get what he's delivering. It tells you uh, what to expect. Yeah. When expecting. Uh, casual profanity, universal racism. I mean, every uh, character essentially is <laughs> yeah. racist towards another. Kind yeah. of in the South Park, like they'll make fun of everyone, and that's why it's okay. Yeah. Um, ugly universe realism. If it's not hyper realism, uh, it all is just fantastic, and I love the way he writes. Um, mm. Okay, here it is. Here's I'm gonna uh, you know knock the movie a little bit. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Tim Roth and Tarantino himself are the weakest actors of the bunch. Tim That's Roth fair. is, I... if you don't know, uh, Tim Roth is the uh, diner robber man, pumpkin. 
Yeah. Uh, the, we see him in the beginning, and we see him in Reservoir Dogs as well, Tim Roth. And I just don't think he's that good. I don't know. I, I don't really get yeah. it. But Tarantino is actually pretty bad, and it almost takes me out for a minute. Yeah. Um, I feel like a Tarantino cameo, like they're fun. They're amusing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's akin to like a um, Stephen King cameo in a Stephen King adaptation. Yeah. As, as he wants like to almost... be in, he wants to be in the thing that he's creating, even yeah. though he more, he really belongs behind the camera or as just the auteur. He, he just loves movies. It's not surprising that he wants to be in. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Uh, but the part where he's like, don't fucking Jimmy me, Jules. Don't fucking yeah. Jimmy me. It's, it's yeah. like rough. It's just bad. Um, the Royale with cheese conversation is like so real and funny and just, yeah. just a, 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 just a magnifying glass on the life that these two live together. And I just, I can't get enough of it. I yeah. would watch a 10 hour movie with dialogue like that. Yeah. And then it transitions to the foot massage conversation. Uh, yeah. and that's a vehicle to show, uh, Wallace's veracity, but he's also, um, Vince is arguing that, it's a sensual thing, and Jules is like a foot massage is nothing really. I mean, I think that I who do you uh, agree with? I agree with Vince. I think I if you are to massage a man's uh, a woman's foot, a man's foot, what have you, I like dongs. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a sensual thing, you know. I, I agree because that's exactly what makes Jules see his perspective. He's like, "Well, if I gave you a foot massage right now, you'd be uncomfortable, right?" Or like, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. And then he's like, he's "Fuck just you." Like, if it's not sensual, then if you let me give you one, and mm -hmm. he's like, "No." So therefore, ergo. You know? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You know what this reminds me of too. Um, we see it a lot in social media and like, I guess like friend groups that like aren't very like on a superficial people that aren't close friends, but like they're trying to like you know interact. Yeah. The the intense arguments of like, oh, cereal's actually a soup. No man, no, it really isn't. No, a hot dog's mm -hmm. a sandwich. Like the passionate yeah. arguments over something stupid. But this is actually well placed and like, it's it maintains a level of like casualness to it that. Make it it believable. Not it like really the heightened, like the fake outrage over like whether or not cereal is a soup. No. And it's uh, original. Not surprising yeah. that Tarantino is talking about uh, foot massage, but yeah. it is original. Yep. Uh, number combo on the briefcase. Do you remember what it is? Six six six. Sign of the beast. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Uh, nice little detail. What's in the briefcase? Is it um, the? <laughs> is it the? Uh, Korn's first album, um, Masters. Is that what is that what we think it is? So, so Pulp Fiction came out on October. I might be getting these reversed. It came out like October fourteenth, nineteen ninety five, and Korn's first album came out October eleventh, nineteen ninety ninety four. Ninety four. Sorry, but they, they came out. They came out within a few days of each other. <clears throat> so that's why I made that joke to you guys on text <laughs> earlier. Because I was like, wouldn't it be yeah, funny? It they're funny. Just transporting the Korn album. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, uh, Pumpkin later is like, is that what I think it is? And yeah. Samuel Jackson was like, <laughs> "Yeah, um, I love the little detail with the bandaid on the back of uh, Marcellus Wallace's neck." So, <clears throat> speaking to what's in the briefcase, yes. First of all, do do you know what that's called? When it, uh, there's like something that you're not no, I don't. Revealed? It's called a MacGuffin. It um, is a I MacGuffin. Think, you're yeah. right. You're right. So, yep. I think I, Albert I Hitchcock made it popular, and then Tarantino leaned into it with a lot of his films, but. I, the the one theory that makes the most sense, and I, it's been a while since I read it, is that in the briefcase is Marcellus Wallace's soul, and that oh. would explain the band aid on the back of his head. They're returning his soul back to him. Interesting. But 
it gets weird with the timeline because like him forgiving Butch for all that shit. Like, oh, he's he's got his soul back. He's oh, I see. You know, okay. But I think right. I don't know. I'm I'm. I think it's, it's very interesting. I'm confused. I, I gotta revisit, double check the timeline. But I feel like he gets his like he's forgiving because he has been reacquainted with the soul. How about something that? like that? Yeah, kind of like that. Uh, the throwing uh, the fight story is a, is a common trope. I feel like Quentin Tarantino yeah. does it better than anyone else, though. That's yeah. that's some gangster shit, like throwing a fight and then getting paid for it. But of course, Butch yeah. does the double cross and knows that the odds are going to be stacked um, yeah. against him because people are going to know that the fix is in. Yeah. And then so he bets on himself and, and kills the guy in the yeah. process. Uh, no context at first for the uh, dorky clothes. I mentioned this before uh, on Jules and yeah. Vince. So we have to work backwards like Memento. I didn't mention that before, but uh, I'm not sure which yeah. came first. I'm pretty sure it was this. Memento was like 99 or 2000. Yeah. Um, but th that does make sense, though, because they're, they they drop the briefcase off. Um, Vince sees Butch knowing like I'm he mutters something. He's like, so, you know, he's going to cross him later. That right. was the passing. So, like, so that so that that does bolster the soul theory. It does. It does. Yeah. What did we used to call that old segment? Um, crack half crack um, crackpot half ass conspiracy theories, crackpot conspiracy theories, something like that. Yeah, something like but, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one's um, it's three quarter assed, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everyday heroin deal. <laughs> Yeah. Just in the dude's room, just like talking about the different heroin and how good it is and what the price is, and yeah. just like they're they seem like old old time friends. And, and like, I'm like you know, I got a place to be, so I can't hang out. But hey, can I shoot up in your bathroom real quick? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the Travolta confused gif happens for us in this movie. Yeah, the one that's overused at this point. Yeah, gotta love it. Here's where you can find it in the middle of full fiction. Yeah, uh, she does coke. And then at the house before she comes mm -hmm. down to meet Vince. And then she does it again at Jack the Rabbit Slims. Yeah. But I guess my question is, so if you do a lot of coke, I think you can continue to do coke throughout the night without ODing. Yeah. But it's heroin that's in John Travolta's coat. Yeah. Is that something that would happen upon first snorting of heroin? And she thought it was coke? I mean, if you have zero, because you build a tolerance up, it's hard to... Um, I was listening to that last podcast episode about Kurt Cobain's, like, you know, how he, there's no way he could have killed himself. Like, yeah. there's no way to really accurately measure someone's tolerance to heroin. But if she does not do heroin and she just yeah. snorts a giant rail of it thinking it's cocaine, she's going to start foaming at the mouth. I, I believe that. See, that's that's the I, it's, again, ambiguity that I appreciate because I don't need need the answer. But it could have been that she would have OD'd even if it was coke because of how much she had. Yeah. Um, But I I. I don't know. I, I'm not, like I said, I, I don't do hard shit like that. I never have. So mm -hmm. I don't know that you can snort heroin like that at all. I think you can. You don't, um, you have to, you I, can. I'm okay. actually reading, I'm actually reading a book right now. The, the lead singer from Thursday, he, um he went down to Mexico to do like this very intense hallucinogenic therapy to like kick his heroin habit. And okay. he was a snort. He was a snorter. He wasn't a, he didn't shoot. Oh, okay. Um, but um, speaking of heroin, do you have anything about how John Travolta prepared for the role in your catch all notes? I don't. So he did he do 600 hours of heroin just in case? No. So 
he asked like people he knew that have done heroin in the past like and i, I might be getting this a little wrong but he asked them, like what it feels like and i, I don't want to try it but like how can i emulate this behavior yeah on screen to, to prepare for the role and they're like sit in a hot tub and drink a shitload of tequila and okay. i guess the night before like the confused travolta scene yeah um he just sat in a hot tub with like a line of shot glasses full of tequila and just like plowed through them Christ. and yeah. like i guess like the, the whole like just like being so tired you don't care about being really happy kind of yeah he used that energy he got from that hot tub study in the car in the movie. And yeah yeah, yeah. The, there's uh the famous scene where he's just driving down the road and like you really yeah. only get a half a minute of it but it's just him like enjoying his life and and for that split second, it does look like fun to do drugs, but then he Tarantino yeah. absolutely ruins it for you. Um, yeah. And I'm glad he did. So um, she does. Co- yeah. OK, so Tarantino zooms in on Uma's feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just had to imagine it. I would uh-huh. really love uh, a Jack Rabbit Slims here in Milford. Say it was at like the Milford Mall. Or something. Uh, I think I'd really be, I'd enjoy be down it. for that. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I was wondering uh, about whether you would uh, like that or not. I can't ask Bob because he's not here. He bailed on us yeah. for some reason. You know, five, $5 milkshake, though, is actually a really good price in 2023. Yeah, ain't it, though? For real. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the twist competition dance scene shows their natural chemistry, which uh, yeah. builds. And then yeah. I, 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 I said that I think it was really fun to watch. I'm not really like a dance yeah. movie guy, but I, I was intrigued. Yeah, Travolta's a weird dancer, man. Yeah, he's, he's a good a really one. I mean, I think people weird. know that he can move. Yeah, yeah. Like, but he does. Yeah, he does some weird shit. Like I, I, I don't know if they're classic twist moves. I assume they are. Um, it just reminds me of uh, Conan O'Brien before a commercial break. He's always just doing like the, you know. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, the only I think that uh, Travolta can maybe you know move to the rhythm a little better than Conan O'Brien's yeah. gigantic Absolutely. head Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Does she mistake? Okay, I, I asked that already. Uh, Lance is watching black and white TV, which is a standard movie yeah. thing. And I've mentioned this yeah. before on the pod, and I was mad about it. And I was like, what the fuck? But then Fabian is watching TV in color. And I was like, wow, how about that? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that that was cool. Uh, I didn't think the Fox Force 5 was uh, joke was as bad as uh, um, Mrs. Wallace said it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you got to see it from her perspective. She, that was her one shot and it didn't work out. So she's like, there's a, there's a amount of shame. Like you, you went and did the thing and you didn't, it didn't turn out how you expected it to. So there's also that sure. self-loathing that comes with not getting picked up for a series. Therefore, the joke in her mind is not good. And and it isn't good. I mean, it's, it's like corny. a mom, a dad, uh, and a kid tomato are walking along the street and the kid lags. Yeah. So the father goes back and squishes him and says ketchup. Yeah. Which isn't funny, but I mean. Yeah. It's not bad. No, nah, it's like your typical A team type of uh, you know, humor, and that's yeah. what they're going for. So it works. Yeah, exactly. Um, w- was that an overreach by Butch when he flips out? Over, I, I, he kind of wanted to uh, about the 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 watch or the watch. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. But like, I, it almost seems like you can maybe read into it that he's like nearly abusive there. Like that's pretty traumatic. No, because he's, he's doing, he, he took the money to throw the fight and then he didn't throw the fight. So he gets double dipped on the money. Right. Yeah. So there is a bounty out on his head for betraying Mm -hmm. Wallace Mm -hmm. and he can't, he's under the assumption that he cannot go back to his apartment to get the watch that she forgot. So like, there's a lot, but he has to, 
basically th- that watch means more to him than and, and he's willing to risk his life for it and he wouldn't have to risk his life if she just fucking picked it up so i yeah, can see exactly. that that's not like unprovoked rage it's it's coming from it's misdirected rage yes but it's not i don't think it's a typical demeanor either yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I agree that I don't think it's his typical demeanor. I think it just made to some look like a warning sign for Fabian. Yeah. Um, but in her defense, he did not uh, explain the importance. And yes, for, for all we know, uh, she doesn't even know that he threw the fight on purpose. It it doesn't also really that, seem yeah. like 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 she's totally in on all that. So. If he didn't tell her the importance of the watch, there's also more he's not telling her. So that yeah 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 that makes sense. That's yeah. true. Um, I liked Vincent Vega. You know, I liked the character. It was sad. It was sad to me personally when he died. Each time yeah. I'm like, man, I don't shoot him, and he shoots him, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. sucks. Uh, next, I said, ew, Kathy Griffin. I fucking Blech. hate her. Gross. I fucking hate her. Same. Yeah. Uh, right after that, Marcella shoots a woman because <laughs> his aim yeah. is off because he just got hit by a car. Just like shoots some chick <laughs> in the hip when he's trying to hit a butch. Which is the awesome. Best part, the best part is they just gloss over. They never, they never revisit that. No, it's no, they like, don't. <laughs> she's just like, I'm shot. And that's, He's just that's like it. Dragging his leg behind him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, punches don't have extra sound effects in this movie, which I fucking love. Right yeah. after that, Butch is punching Marcellus in the face, and you just hear like, doop, doop, yep. doop. you don't hear like, pow, cluck, yeah. crunch, like whatever the fuck, you know, like what every action movie does. And I get why, yeah. but. I, I prefer it not. Uh, very uncomfortable, but perfect music for the very crazy, very awful rape scene that was like, why the hell is it in this movie? But I'm not mad that it is. Yeah. The music is like, I, I don't know. What is that instrument, Rob? That it, it's like, is that like trumpet? I don't even know what the fuck that. Um, I'm, I'm having trouble recalling it on air right now, but. The way you said it, it's like a like a muted trumpet, like you know. You yeah, it's like, like you have the like the trumpet. Yeah. ball. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a fucking crazy song, and it makes the whole thing just makes you feel like really gross and weird for a minute. But yeah, uh, the gimp. That's all I, I'm gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uncomfortable. Oh. All right, that's not all I'm gonna say. They had him in a locked cage that is surrounded by a lock box of made of wood under like a bunch of like chains and shit. And he seems and okay with it. Yeah. yeah, he's good with it. He's like just covered in leather and stuff. It just seems like not my mm-hmm. kind of life. But I guess if that's your uh, kink gimp, go for it. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not judging you. I'm just judging the other guys for for raping yeah. and killing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Butch goes back and chooses a katana. Would you go with the katana or a chainsaw or or even a baseball bat? I would go with the katana or the baseball bat, not the chainsaw, because what if you sneak up and you, you pull the ripcord and it doesn't work, yeah. and then they all turn yeah, around exactly. and it's not fucking and, doing the chainsaw thing. Right, and then uh, Zed has his gun ready. Yeah. So maybe the katana was the right choice. A bat, like, right to the back of the head? The yeah, bad guy. If I were Butch, I wouldn't have taken any time. Like, he kind of sneaks up on him. I think I would have just rushed him and beat him in the head with a baseball bat and then run to Zed yeah. and done the same. You know, as That's fast such as a I great could. shot. It's such a great shot, though. It is, man. What awesome angles. Even when uh, the guy is jerking it, you know, yeah. with, with uh, Butch in the back, it's it's a cool, yeah. cool shot. Um, okay. Gotta do it. The dead N-word storage scene is really, really rough to watch. It's Tarantino oh, yeah. using the N-word, and I apologize personally for even covering content like that. 
but it is a, an amazing movie and the 90s were a different time and Tarantino oh, is not Jimmy the character no, it was blah, blah, never blah. it was never okay to say it even then but like no he it, the whole point of Pulp Fiction is to be a subversive film and 30 years later we're still talking about it because it, because it was difficult yeah. it was yeah. he forced us to to deal with some rough stuff yeah um Harvey Keitel as the wolf is just amazing yeah, no, he's I want more wolf in my life. I wish they right now I would take a 92 year old Kaitel driving around as the wolf yeah. solving problems. That would be a yeah. great movie. Uh, he also says lots of cream, lots of sugar. Uh, when yeah. Jimmy asks him uh, how he takes his coffee, nah, for me it's just black. How about you, Rob? Black coffee, yeah, black coffee is the way to go. If you're gonna, if you can acquire the taste for black coffee, do yourself a favor, it's better for you, and then you, you find this whole world, a wonderful world of. Uh, the soily, earthy tones of black coffee that that are so satisfying to people like yeah. Rob and I. Do yourself a favor and, and keeps get it used going. To it. Yeah, yeah, and it works better. Then you don't have yeah. to worry about the sugar crash and all that. Yeah, no, fuck that. Uh, how pissed Jules is at Vince is awesome. Yeah, when yeah. when he uh, Vince blows up as you heard, as yeah. the viewer and the the watcher on YouTube uh, saw. Vince questions the wolf and Jules yeah. is just pissed about it. But later in the car, he can't take it anymore. And he just blows up at Vince and it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the brains in Jules's hair. Really funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gross, but funny. Um, amazing direction. It's just bravado. You know, it's just, oh, it's, it's just bravado. Just, uh, I think it was just, I had the bravado, 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 bravado. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's throw it to bad credit names unless you want to mention anything else you have in your catch-all. Um, no, but everybody should watch the Simpsons episode 22 short films about Springfield because it's it's 22... It, the episode's 22 minutes long. It is 22 shorts in a non-linear fashion and they have a whole Pulp Fiction uh, oh, cool. parody cool. where they, they, they're eating at Krusty Burger and he's like, do they have their partially gelatinated like non-dairy substances? And he's like, yeah, they call them shakes. <laughs> it's 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 really good. That um, is good. All right, so uh, yeah, just just watch The Simpsons. That's a great episode. That's a Steam Hamda episode as well with the Aurora, Aurora Borealis and Principal. Oh, Simpsons. okay. Yeah. All right. I, um. So bad credit names. Let's do it. You're the biggest liar of them all. I am warning you. You tell me another, and I'll rescue myself. That is a promise, Miss Rose. Of course. Another plant, Rose. Bad credit names. Yeah. Okay. So I've got Burr Steers. Ew. Okay. Steve Buscemi as Buddy Holly. Oh, shit. Yeah. Huh. Like, un uncredited. Was he not famous at this point? I guess not. Uh, <laughs> somebody named Zane. <laughs> Ew. Uh, Larry Scherf. Okay. Larry oh, wait, no. I think that's an A. Larry Scherf. That's why I wrote down. <laughs> Oh, okay. Sharf. Uh, so it just sounds like something you do, like the what's your pants in one yeah. way or another. Uh, yeah. George Sack. Okay. Unfortunate. I like it. Two more. McPherson right. O'Downs. Ew. Okay. And Liz Chiz. <laughs> <laughs> Liz Chiz likes to sniz. I like it. Okay. Uh, that is what we have for bad credit names. We will not be comparing the movies because we don't have one to compare it to. This is our good movie week, a palate cleanser. I'm sorry. No offense to mini game. Uh, no big deal. 
whatever. Anyway, we're going to announce what we're going to do next week. And Rob, if I don't know if you can see what this says, probably not because it's like tough on nah, computers. But... Everything's in, in uh, what do we, it's a fair game and Moonfall. Moonfall. Okay. I can't Are read. tied uh... at 40%. What do we do about this? Um, we watch my giant <laughs> with Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> um, coin toss, guitar pick. Yeah. Toss, um, yeah. Here. All right. So I got a guitar pick. They have turtles on them. So it's turtles or not turtles. Uh, we'll go um, turtles for Moonfall because that's mine and Bob's not here. Bob bailed on right. <laughs> Turtles. All right. So we're going to flip the pick. I'm going to catch it. Turtle. Turtle. So we're watching Moonfall. Yep. Don't be discouraged. Uh, I, I want to say guys, but just Rob and Bob, when you uh, listen to this, you know, tomorrow when you get home or whatever. Uh, Moonfall is apparently a an awful, awful movie, and I've heard it from many people. So um, it is a more modern movie, so I, I actually appreciate that. We haven't done a whole lot of, like, recent releases, so it's good to yeah. keep up with those as well. Um yeah, I mean, what what happens when the moon falls to Earth? Let me tell you, uh, that doesn't happen because no. the Earth has a certain mass, and unless you like hollow out the Earth overnight, it's not going to happen. So, yeah. um, just a ridiculous, stupid premise. Of course, I don't know anything about the movie or the junk science that I'm going to fucking hate. Um, but I assume it's really, really bad, given that everyone I've ever talked to about it says it is. Yeah. And uh, Rob, why don't you plug us, and uh, then we'll send it over to Chris for his last word. Yeah, uh, www.theworstmovieevermade.com. That's where you'll be going this week if you want to participate in our fact or no fact competition that Bob has given us the pieces of information but no answer to in his absence. Uh, that's for us to figure out by next week. So if you want to weigh in on the choices, just shoot us an email. You could also stream us on Spotify, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts. You could find us on TikTok. You could find us on Instagram. You can find us on YouTube. All that stuff can be found at www.theworstmovieevermade.com evermade.com and while you're at it throw a movie in there you know while you're yeah, making fun th of us throw throw a bad movie you'd want it yeah. to, to do because we'll do it you know eventually we'll put it on our, our short list if we get some emails if you're the only one which you won't be because i expect a nice turnout from this uh we'll definitely do your movie how's that yeah uh Perfect. bob uh, i think his last word obviously would be bravado oh, let me uh I thought it was going to be saddle, but uh, one second. When you stop asking permission and start just taking destiny in your own hands, things kind of fall into place. Bravado, 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 that I can make this movie anyway. I had bravado. <laughs> <sighs> okay, well, thanks so much for listening. We love you, and uh, we'll see you next week for Moonfall, our first uh, bad movie of season 19. Okay. Perfect. And then I'm going to play out the theme song just because the, the clips we had were a bit long today. So it was okay, good, sounds good. good old school, right? right yeah. Cool. All right. See you guys next week. We got Bob. Bob with Greg. Bob with Greg!
Yeah. Bob and Greg. <laughs>